Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM. Oh. 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 Uh-oh. Here we are. Here we go. Welcome back. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> we are back for our very first Sunday service of 2022. Um, you had a busy morning. Yeah, I had to get rid of the Christmas tree. <laughs> I love how you decided to do that this morning. I had to get rid of the Christmas tree. It was like, if I, if I was supposed to get rid of it, I thought that Saturday was the 6th, but actually Friday was the 6th. So I'm like two days late. But I was like... I, this has to get out of my house immediately. Your real Christmas tree? Yeah, like an idiot. It's taken up all of my sitting room <laughs> for the past three weeks and it's time to go. Have you just spent the whole time moving around it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and pouring water into it, which then goes all over the floor. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm like, I love the lights. I love the lights. Yeah. And I feel like we do need the lights for a bit longer. Need a few twinkly lights. We need a few twinkly lights for a bit longer, but the tree now has to go. It is so crispy. It has to go. I got one of those um, room aromas. That smells like a, a Christmas room. tree. Aroma room. Oh, that's stunning. A little diffuser that smells like a Christmas tree. Stunning. Out of a fake tree. And our fake tree is now in its third house and it's about 25 years old. Perfect. Yes, and it's in good nick now, I will it's say. very sustainable of you, to be fair. Thank you very much. Sustainable queen. It's also very cheap. It's <laughs> extremely cheap. That's what we like. He's passing down a Christmas tree is to me. Is yours still up? Oh, God, yeah. I need it for a little bit longer. To be fair, I did go to take mine down um, this weekend. And, well, actually, Brian offered. He was like, I'll take it down while while you're in work. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great idea now. Till we come next December. (laughs) And I'm looking for Christmas lights and Christmas decorations that have been balled into a box. Yeah, I know. And I just don't think it's worth it. So I'm going to wait till maybe middle of this week and I'm going to do it myself. Give yourself, give yourself a little bit of time. We both have the plague. We have the plague. So I'm actually coming at the end of it. Yeah, you are. I'm, I'm, I'm entering a new phase. I don't know what this is, (laughs) but I'm excited. (laughs) Excited to see what happens next. I'm an advocate for uh, your GP on a phone. I know, I know. I have to do that this week. (laughs) Um, There's loads of bits going on though. So much. A lot happened over Christmas too that obviously we didn't get a chance to talk about. No, and some of it, there's so much ongoing stuff that I think we will come back to over the next couple of weeks. But this one, and I think this hit everybody really, really hard because it's one of those freak accidents Mm. that normally happens, unfortunately, touch wood, to kind of like your neighbour or someone like that. Yeah, completely. This happened to Jeremy Renner. Yeah, it's mad because I always think about Christmas that there's a weird uptick in like celebrity deaths around Christmas. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when you see a celebrity's name trending, you're like, oh my God. It's like Vivian Westwood went over Christmas, that kind of thing. But Jeremy Renner, he did have a very serious accident over Christmas when he was it, he was riding a, uh, riding a snowplow kind of thing. And like doing, being neighbourly, I think, that kind of stuff, being very like a good person. He's 51 and obviously people will know him from, I knew, well, I saw him first, I think, in the Hurt Locker and stuff. I think that was his big kind of his big breakout age. role. Yeah. For me anyway. What I know him from is Marvel. Yeah. And he's obviously like really well known mm. for the Marvel films and stuff. So he, um, he suffered blunt chest trauma and orthopaedic injury injuries in an accident near the Mount Rose Highway, which links like Tahoe and South Reno, which kind of straddles the Nevada and California border. So he was he was in a critical condition in hospital after this accident, his, his snowplow accident and stuff. But it seems that over the last couple of days in particular, that he has 
is doing very well in terms of progress. Like Thanks. he certainly hasn't made a recovery. God. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Because like, you know, he's, I mean, he's only 51 and stuff and that would be, you know, that's... And that's, it was actually his birthday yesterday as well. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were saying. But we were, um, we were chatting about it and it was, they... What was interesting was like when you hear someone's in a critical condition in a hospital, you don't expect to hear from them, do you know, that yeah. kind of way. But as his, I think it was his sister actually posted a photo of him in the bed, kind of on the Instagram, kind of giving a thumbs up. So he was awake and he seemed to be aware and all that kind of stuff. And then there was another video, um, I think it was only yesterday, the day before, of him getting like a nice head massage <laughs> for himself. In uh, he said that he was too effed up to type. like type, so that he was gonna he he was just sending you know thumbs up in those payments make you so. do absolute wonky wild stuff. things. Uh, did I ever tell you about the time I was in hospital? I was having surgery. I um had a lump removed from my breast. All totally fine. Yeah, but you know, scary enough. Yeah, of course. And I was coming back off the anesthesia. Yeah, and I. I, like, I was so whacked out of it that I insisted that every nurse and doctor hugged me on the hall on the way down. It feels very like you. <laughs> it's a bang of me, isn't it? it is, yeah. And uh, then I got back down and I was shouting at this nurse, politely being like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Politely shouting. He's <laughs> like, I just want to take a Snapchat story. Oh this is in the days of Snapchat, uh, <laughs> when I use Snapchat. And the nurse... I very, not vividly, but kind of half remember her going, you don't want to do that. And I was like, I'm telling you, I know I do. And I put up a full Snapchat story of me just fresh from surgery, like high as a kite on like all the drugs that I've been given. And it's probably one of the most embarrassing things in the whole entire world. I was like, huh? Like you big fingers up. You didn't put your surgery tit on Snapchat. <laughs> I didn't put my surgery tit on Snapchat. I should have. Okay. That, that, that would have been one for the books. But the girls now regularly send in just the screenshots of it every so often, being like, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how are you feeling today? Oh God! <laughs> it's just me giving a thumbs up in a hospital bed. You so. had your Jeremy Renner moment, but long before he did. So it seems that he's recovering at least which is great because it was kind of it was like so very scary when you see you know critical condition and also mm. the fact that it was you know a serious accident and stuff so people were like his co-stars and stuff his Marvel co-stars were sending him messages and of support and all that Chris Hemsworth was on and he said speedy recovery buddy sending love your way um, and Chris Evans said tough as nails love you buddy love you buddy love you buddy Oh, stop! But yeah, so they're good. They're in, they're he's he seems to be okay. Um, and we'll we'll see. Like, hopefully, he'll continue on. Well, path look, to recovery. if he's posting on Instagram, exactly, it's good. It's good. It's a great sign. Yeah, it is for so sure. So that's fantastic. That's um, medically true. If medically. you're posting on Instagram, it's a really good sign. Well done. Everybody getting a job in the HSE, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Our next story comes in two parts. Yes, one may or may not be true, and we may or may not be devastated. And the second part of it, obsessed with, yeah. So, over Christmas, right? This is you you might say it's cold tea, but we haven't had a chance to, we haven't had a chance to discuss it properly, right? So over Christmas, and just, just before Christmas, actually, it was reported that. Uh, Phoebe Bridgers and Paul Meskell had called it quits and that no! they had broken up. I know, devastating, right? Especially considering we have lumped so much time into speculation that they were engaged. We really have, <laughs> yeah, we really have, which was kind of never confirmed, Ever. really. Sure it wasn't. But also like, neither is this. Yeah, no, this also isn't <laughs> confirmed. But there was kind of half a... There was there was half crack going on, like half chats across the internet. So not half chats at all. Full like chats. Full, full chats. Jezebel and Just Jared and all these other gossip sites were talking about the fact that it was it was 
a possibility that Phoebe Bridges was doing a line with Bo Burnham, right? The comedian who was, if you would have known from doing, um, I don't know if you call it like a comedy special. He's a comedian. <laughs> it was it was very little comedy involved, but his Netflix special Inside, which he filmed and like his yeah. gaff over the pandemic and stuff. Oh, maybe none of this happened also, <laughs> right? So the, the other thing was, that was really funny, was that... Remember just before Christmas, they had said, or there was a report that they had bought a, hor- a horse, a house in West, West Cork. Cork. Yeah. Highly reported on this show, right? Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. We made a big deal about it at the time. And I think the papers were like, they're splitting up just after they've bought a house in West Cork. <laughs> this is a travesty or whatever. So, um, so that was that. So we still kind of don't know what's confirmed and not confirmed. But get to the good stuff. But recently... There was a photo doing the rounds of Paul Meskell, Angelina Jolie and Angelina's daughter Shiloh in a cafe together. This is huge. I don't care what way you look at this. This is a local Irish lad <laughs> who got famous for wearing GAA shorts and yeah. a chain. Yeah. And he is hanging out yeah. with the biggest A-lister on the planet. Yeah. So he was doing um he was doing a performance. He is in Streetcar Named Desire in uh, the Almeida Theatre. And they were in so Angelina Jolie and Paul Masco were photographed in the coffee sh- in a coffee shop. So just around near the theatre. So um Shiloh was also there, who is Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's daughter. And the the all the other thing is and I also only saw yesterday that Paul Masco is rumoured to be in Ridley Scott's follow-up to Gladiator. Amazing. So this, he is he is in his moment, right? And so whatever it was about, I don't personally believe that this is a, this that this is a, an intimate relationship <laughs> oh God, between Angelina and Jolie. A lot of people were trying to say, like Trump, a lot of people are saying that this was it's some kind of intimate relationship and he was like a, a, going to be a, a, such a great father figure for Shiloh <laughs> and stuff who's about I don't know same 10 years yeah it's the same age as him right and I was like no this isn't what's happening but it is amazing like she's so Angelina Jolie's so powerful she's a director she's a producer she's an actress of course all kinds of things and she, she could do more amazing things for him and Likewise, it's yeah, like you, it's just it's so brilliant to see just a lad from Kildare to kind of be like hanging out. I know. Also, if it's true that he split up with Phoebe Bridgers, he went home single for Christmas. So I hope he had the Christmas of his life. I I really hope Africa will be back for that. Sound of the weekend. Laura Fox. Laura Fox. Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM. If you're just joining us, you're very welcome to Sunday Service with myself, Laura Fox, joined in studio by the wonderful Africa O'Connell. Thank you so much. And my chest infection. <laughs> Join the club. Yeah, it's good. It's half yeah. the country. It's now a person. It's now a person in its own right. <laughs> it's now a personal trade-off, 2022. It really is. Oh, 2023. 2023. Oh, God, God above. Oh. Um, one of my favourite podcasts of all time. Uh, yeah. That we know that yeah. I never stopped talking yeah. about. Diary of CEO with Stephen Burnett. The guests he gets. Honestly. Yeah. Like, and I love how this podcast really just lets people breathe. Yeah. As in, like, he just lets them talk and talk and talk. And then he'll come in Mm. with a very, like, hard-hitting question. And um, he had your man from Fire Festival on. 
who yes. just got out of prison. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was excellent because he really, even for a finish at the end of it, he was like, I'm not sure if I still trust you. I only watched that documentary recently, actually. I can't believe how wild it was. It was just insane. I nearly want to watch it for a refresher. Yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it, we're watching it, it for a refresher. It was just absolute madness. Yeah, it was wild. But that's not what we're talking about. His yeah. latest guest was Davina McCall. Yeah. And I mean, we all know Davina McCall. I we, like... Honest to God, Davina was like my... Big brother? Uh, yeah, because yeah. all through the very early noughties and stuff, when I was like kind of in my teens and stuff, they were like, Davina was like the most famous woman in mm-hmm. the UK. She was the, the host of Big Brother. She was such a brilliant host. Like she was, uh, nobody has touched her, I no. think, in terms of reality TV show hosting in um, the last ever, really. But she did have a very kind of troubled sort of upbringing she had problems with drugs and stuff over the course of her not into her adulthood as well like in her her teens and adulthood and she was talking she's 55 now which is unbelievable as well because she looks like she's about 30 and she was on the diary of a CEO podcast and she was talking about her um, relationship with her mom and it's really it's I knew like a very small amount Mm -hmm. about Davina I knew she had had kind of like a, a very different childhood to to most people but her mom died in 2008 um and she said that herself and um she said her mother went to live in her native France so her mother was French and said they only saw each other um during holidays kind of out there so she um, her mother Florence left her in the care of her grandmother Pippi McCall and she said Pippi shared custody with her father Andrew McCall so it was a very kind of it, it sounds a bit chaotic I yeah. guess doesn't it over the um, over the childhood so all d- that could be okay yeah as but, in you know okay this is your sole care is now yeah. your grandmother sharing custody with your father and absolutely you- and there's all kinds of families who do exactly that yeah. and it works out brilliantly and you get to see your mother on occasion absolutely but this is the problem yeah exactly so she said um, she told uh, Stephen podcast host that she had done drugs with her mother and her older sister Caroline Bade during her childhood visits to go and see them so she t- spoke about it and she said in the podcast drugs at 12 with my mum smoking weed at 12 I did coke with my mum at 15 I did it with my sister at 14 she said me and my mother only did drugs twice I mean I know that's twice too many um, in my book but I don't want to give the impression that she and I were taking tons of drugs together because that would be a false impression but it is like it's just a you can see get get a, a better insight into you know her. where she came from and how and how her success is even more kind of impressive given the the well what she had to come roots. through I mean when yeah. like uh, we forget sometimes that yeah. teenagers are children mm-hmm. and oh absolutely yeah and like you look at it's somebody made a really valid point uh, during the week where they had said oh it was actually. Um, uh, Emily Ratatowski yeah. uh, on Bella Thorne when they had their podcast together mm-hmm. and Bella Thorne was talking about stuff that happened to her when she was 14 mm-hmm. and Emily said look at a 14 year old right now yeah of course look at a 14 year old and tell me that they are not a child yeah 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 tell Absolutely. me that you don't want to protect them with every ounce of fibre of your body yeah. but when you're in that um, especially when you're a teenager you think that you know the world and you think that you're yeah. all grown up and you think that all this stuff is cool and okay but to be growing up in a world like that that is so chaotic that you're taking drugs at 12 yeah 
and then going on and taking them at 14, exactly. 15. Like that's what she's doing with her. I know she said she did it twice with her mother and yeah. with her older sister, but yeah. then where else is she seeking it out? But that's it. And she said that she came home, anytime she, after she came home from France, her her grandparents would like reground her every yeah. time that she came home. Um, and she said that li- her life with them, with the grandparents was safe and simple, but she was afraid of being prevented from seeing her mom yeah. if they knew what had been which going on, which absolutely would have happened. Yeah. Of course it would have happened. Um, it, it just there is a helpline out there. The Analyphy Drug Project number is 018786899. Um, because again, we know that this isn't something that is just subject to Davina McCall and no. her childhood. This ha- is happening all around the country of course. Um, all the time. We've got a little clip from Davina speaking about this. Yeah. And actually what drugs did for me at that time was they made me feel safe. They made me feel like I was being hugged, that they filled this hole that I had here. And then as soon as the drug started running out, the hole would fill up, sort of, the hole would be there again. And I think, oh my God, where's the nearest thing I can get? You know, um, man, laughter, attention. So I was always a bit of a kind of, you know, bit of a show off. That is the Diary CEO podcast with Stephen Barton. That is the Davina McCall episode. Definitely well worth a listen. Now, something that we've split views on. Yeah. Something I can't wait for. No, listen, I'm, I am a fan. I'm a fan of Love Island. I will devote my entire summer to Love Island. I hate Winter Love Island. I just hate it. I hate the vibe. I'm not ready. I still want to be watching, like, I told you about this, I still want to be watching The Traders. <laughs> it's like Christmas game shows. <laughs> Give me Christmas game shows at least until like April. Then maybe we can talk about Love Island. I don't want to be see people in a bikini. It is very hard Bad to watch. Bad enough that we had to go to a wedding <laughs> over Christmas. <laughs> The, the ugliest time of the year we had to go to a wedding we three days time. after Christmas we had a wonderful time a great time we were nice and round we, <laughs> and we were rolled out of it the next we morning we were well fed we let nice me McDonald's tell you McDonald's breakfast as well for oh, ourselves oh stop, stop the lights we're telling on ourselves here <laughs> we um, but I'm just I can't get into the headspace of it but this is the one because this is the one that if I'm to get into a winter love violent this would be the one because my jam is first season that's all I yeah. wanted to hear from you that's it I would be of the same opinion as you the winter love island has never sucked me in no. as much and it's even happened where I've seen reports of love island star and I'm like who yeah and then I've had to look them up and be like oh that was from the winter series that I wasn't really that, yes. that fussed on at yes, all exactly. um, it, it's a completely different vibe because they do it in a completely different country do, yeah, and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff but I'm excited to see what my jam is going to bring to the table I seen her on this morning during the week and she was asked you know okay like what are you going to bring how are you going to do it and I think what we can see from her she brings anything at all it'll be an improvement (laughs) on the last season that's all don't hold back anyway that's how you really feel scandalous I think though that she is very much she's one of us yeah. She always has been. Yeah. And I think that... She's a viewer. Exactly. Yeah, that's what she, she has is. consumed... And that's, I think, where we had the downfall with Laura Whitmore. Yeah. What what didn't align for me with Laura Whitmore being the host of Love Island is yeah. the fact that it kind of, from what she says, goes against everything that she like, it wasn't, believes in. It, yeah, it, it, she wasn't a fan of the programme. No. And maybe she was, but I certainly didn't get that vibe. No, whereas Maya Jama is a huge fan, has yeah. watched every single season. And her take on it is that she's hopefully yeah. going to be able to scream 
what we're screaming at the telly that at them. It. Exactly. And that's all we want. She has the opportunity. That's that's it. And and like that's just use your opportunities when you have them. But did you see as well that Sam Thompson and India are going to be doing this yes! <laughs> podcast? And I just think that's fab. Like they finally got it. Do you know what I mean? Like after so many seasons, they seem to have finally got it that what you need is people who enjoy the show. Caroline's been gone for a good couple of seasons now and she loved that show and she believed in the show. Yeah. And, and it, it was so obvious it was very much her I think that this is going to be a whole revival on it um, yeah. the social media ban on it I'm dying to see how this that's works really out that's really interesting because mm-hmm. what they've said is that um, the Love Island contestants are going to have to disable their social media accounts during the upcoming winter series to protect themselves and their families so, which is fair yeah so this this, but it's interesting though because a lot of people go on there like it isn't it's, it's the influencer sausage factory like that's yeah. what it is and you come in to, to boost your followers. A lot of people come in with a lot of followers already, but they come in to certainly and boost their followers, their families running their accounts and all that kind of stuff. So yes, I agree that it's it's a good thing for the mental health of the contestants to not be subject to this the second they come out and their families not to be subjected to it over the course of the season. But like, does it take away an essential element? I don't think so. I know what you're saying. People? Do you know to what go I mean? on it. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying, but I... Will follow these accounts because I'm excited to see my favorite person. Let's say Africa yeah. O'Connell is gone into Love Island, Thank and you. I love you on Love Island. Yes. Well, and you were look big news coming, guys. Giving so. us tea. Yeah, tea. Yeah, <laughs> always giving. And tea. I enjoyed. I will follow your account to see what you're like when you come out of Love Island. Because when you're, will you though? I will. That's what I've always done. So you might, but will most people? Because I think a lot of the a lot of the appeal of Love Island is rooted in the live conversation that happens online. But is there really a live conversation? I mean, people tweet about it. Yeah. But on the actual accounts that's run by the parents and the people, you're only getting, you're not even getting clips. You're getting a random photo being like, vote for Afric. She's no, on totally. this weekend. No, I that, don't that think you're actually true. getting anything But you remember you got the families, families and friends running accounts yeah. and stuff. But and they still don't do anything on them. I disagree with you. I think you get like, particularly when people kind of, um, the, when some handlers, some account handlers have been brilliant and kind of have become more like... Okay, I'll agree with you there. Do you so know I, what I mean? Yeah. Like, because some, some of the account handlers have actually been brilliant over the past couple of seasons. I mm. really know really well, have been very funny and stuff. There's a, there's a guy whose name absolutely escapes me who was in this season and I can't remember his name, but his account handlers were amazing. But what I will say is, yeah. that was on Twitter. No, totally. <laughs> and nobody wants Twitter. And Twitter is broken. <laughs> so, that is true. So yeah, turn it off. Let's just see how it goes. Twitter um, is so broken. That is going to be coming back to our screens 16th. next Monday. Yeah. yeah so 16th of Jan, I'm not ready. Be bad into it. We'll be reporting back live. I know Bada De Silva is is weak for it. Is he? Oh, Betta is a huge Love is Island really? fan. Yes. Oh my God. And you'd never think it. No, I thought Betta was too cool. Our cool boy Betta. Yeah. No, no, no. He loves himself a Amazing. little bit of Love Island. Love that. Uh, Africa O'Connell, we will be back right after this. Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM. RTE. <laughs> In our final part of Sunday service today. Yes. I mean, I, I feel like this is, I nearly want to make a promise 
but I know that that promise would be untrue, that this would be the last time we speak about this. Shut your mouth. Can I just say, right, you and I have been Harry and Meghan apologists for (laughs) the longest time, but Spare, Harry's new book, memoir. Spare me. Was supposed to, yeah, I know. All right, Daily Mail, calm down. <laughs> Honestly, can't count myself. I, <laughs> I am the Laura Fox working for yeah, the Daily know, Mail. Have yeah, you seen you that are, one? Yeah. I always get her abuse. Laura. She writes some scandalous thing about Billie Eilish and then my Instagram's flooded being like, oh, I'm so like, funny. wrong, Laura Fox. That and she doesn't hilarious. have a social media account either. So oh my it God, always perfect. comes to me. <laughs> she has got it set up. Um, so the book Spare, due to come out in the UK and Ireland and everywhere on the 10th of January, was published early in Spain right so is that how we have all yeah. of this so this was and like obviously he had done Harry had signed up to do loads of exclusive interviews all over the world he was with Anderson Cooper he was you know on British TV shows all that kind of stuff Um, but day after day after day <laughs> I am learning things that I, I against my will about who's <laughs> particularly Harry and and Megan to a lesser extent. I still like I still think I still think they were really badly treated. I also think shut up. I know. Shut up. Like shut up. Do you know what the thing about this is? Leave it at the Oprah interview. Everybody was so in your corner. Leave it at the Oprah interview. Sorry, even the documentaries, we were still in your corner. Yeah. We still, you know... Second, first three episodes, I was like... Boring. (laughs) Third, fourth, for fourth, fifth, sixth, we were like, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah. You were horribly treated. Yeah. I totally understand that. Why do we need to know where you lost your virginity? Yeah, I know. Why do we need to know about a fight that happened with your brother? I'm sorry, but like things happen in families all the time. Sorry. I was talking to Lottie about this during the week. I couldn't put in print what myself and my brothers used to do to each other because we'd all go to prison. We used to murder each other like and until quite recently as well. Things happen in families all the time and that's that's just the way it is. And I he also has has revealed about how many, you know, Taliban insurgents he killed in What was the need for that? I don't know. It's like, a, it's it's so weird. It's just kind of like look, I'm not on the Taliban side here. No, 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 Do you know no, what no. I mean? But it just it is it's very strange and it's not something you usually hear soldiers talking about when they come back from war. Um the my, my most favorite part so far is the bit about the fight because it is the most royal family fight I've ever heard in my life he grabbed me by my collar tearing my necklace like okay the dog bowl Uh, yeah (laughs) and I'd scratches on my back okay like Okay. Not to bring it back to the Kardashians, but do we not remember the very last season of their E show yeah. where they tore strips out of each other? Yeah. So and they televised that. Well, I know this from you. World. Yeah, I know, yeah, of course, yeah. I know. You, you keep me updated. I think a lot of our listeners have it by osmosis as well. From exactly. What I'm actually uh, like, you know, spouting back to people. Exactly. But like that again, it's like, okay, yeah, cool. That happened. Was it right? No. Was it absolutely yeah. horrible? Yes. Yeah. Don't tell us about it because now it's out there. Yeah. And now the future king yeah is this is forever going to be used against him i know but 
No matter, like she's king, we don't care about the monarchy. Like we said that a million times yeah. before. This is your brother. I know. And you're you're out there saying, I want a relationship with my father and my brother back. How on earth do you expect to get it back when all you're doing is talking about every little scuffle and your, yeah. your innermost workings? Man, it's very weird. And also it's just the stuff that I've read now, possibly because it's translated from Spanish, but it just <laughs> seems so badly written. I'm like, I'm just, I'm not ready. So I'm going to like get the full thing, obviously, when it arrives mm-hmm. and stuff. But they have got whoever, Whoever scooped this and whoever whoever noticed that this had put been published early in Spain and managed to get these, like managed to get a copy, get their fluent Spanish speaker and like tell me all about it. Just fair juice to them. It is I the fact as well that they call each other Willie and Harold. <laughs> yeah. Oh Harold, I couldn't cope with Folks, I, was, I can't. I'm I was sorry. just digesting H. H H and M H and M H and M I mean there we go it's too much uh, yeah there was so much in this will I read the book um, like I want to say no I'm, I'm going to read the book yeah that's uh, there we go okay we're helping each other here you're going to read the book and translate back to me I'm going to read the book <laughs> exactly everything that happened I'd like to pretend that I'm not going to read the book no but, but I get it as well like I mean I want to see if this is what we've got in in the media so far yeah. there's been five big stories that have come yeah. out that, and it's been so funny seeing the transitions of people being like I don't need to know this information yeah. I didn't need to know this information if this is what we've got so far I can't wait to see what else the book entails I just think they're in severe danger of if flipping over-egging the pudding here mm-hmm. and uh, the whole thing flip and all the goodwill that they've gathered because they have gathered an awful lot of goodwill from the public yeah. and if not from the press, certainly from the public. And I think, to be honest, the more this goes on, uh, this whinge fest goes on, it's just like, you're the more likely you are to lose it. Keep it at Oprah. <laughs> let Oprah always be the full stop. If you're involved in an Oprah interview, let that be the last thing you ever do. Never Oprah speak again. Oprah is a full sentence. That's it. That's it. Africa Connell, I'm so Good buzzed luck. that your Christmas decorations are down. Yeah, they're down. Good luck. God bless. Thanks. The sound of-